This podcast is produced by Unedited. Hello, dreamers, and welcome to The Dreamer's Disease with myself, Alex Manzi, where on each episode, we hear the story of someone inspirational who's out in the world following their passions and dreams, because to me, it's the disease of dreaming and not doing that causes us to live unhappy lives. So we try to gain some of the wisdom and inspiration and motivation from each guest and the story that we can apply to our own lives. So on this episode, it's actually going to be a little bit different to normal because to celebrate International Podcast Day on the 30th of September, what I've decided to do is put together some of the most inspirational moments from the most popular episodes of the podcast so far. So we're going to hear from five people, five amazing people. So first up is Kira London, who's a fitness instructor, and this is taken from our relationship and love episode. And she talks about a really nice moment where she's talking about the effect other people have over you and how it's important to build your own life outside of a relationship. Then we'll hear from Chucky, who's a podcaster and DJ on mental health and the importance of it and dealing with rejection and what he kind of experienced through that. Then we have the amazing Slumflower, who's an award-winning blogger and best-selling author on her self-love tips. The next up is Jeremiah Emanuel, who's a youth mentor and entrepreneur on the power of self-belief and taking action in your life. And finally, last but not least, Cyan Anderson, who's a DJ, businesswoman, mentor, and mother. And she's speaking about wanting to be a positive influence for working women. So before we dive in, I just wanna thank you for listening. Do make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify, wherever it is you're listening to. And also be sure to follow the Instagram account, the underscore dreamers disease for daily updates and motivation. And also if you can leave a review, that is so powerful, so amazing for me because it allows me to see what you guys really think of the podcast. So without any further ado, let's jump straight in and hear the top five most inspiring moments from the podcast so far. First up is Kira London. Yeah, I actually, I really want to talk about this subject because I just think it's so important how much other people affect your life. Oh, huge. Huge. Like, like, I think it's just, it's the one thing that can make or break someone, yeah. the people who are around them. And actually, I reposted the other day uh, a Will Smith video on Instagram. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it. On his story? No, I put, I put it on my page. Yeah. Um, it was about, basically, what he was saying was, he was talking about this quote, keeping people around you who... Fan your Fan flames. Fan your flames, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know what? Just yeah. on that note, I'm going to go completely off topic here, but Will Smith, considering he's just started on Instagram, Legend. he's killing it. Killing it. He's yeah. coming with he's so, so much... He's so funny. Yeah, but he's coming with value, yeah. with humour. Yeah. It's a like, great it's Instagram account to follow. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's like come in and just like taken over. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so sorry, to that point, fan your fl- who's fanning yeah. your flames? Basically, yeah. So it was like, look. he was saying basically, look around your circle and you want people who like set your life on fire. So mm. when when you want people who enable you to be better and when you are doing better, who are like, yes, go girl. And the ones who mean it, not the ones who clap, but like secretly inside they're dying of jealousy or hatred. The ones mm. who really genuinely want the best for you. Um, and he was saying like, basically look at who, you know, um, fans your flames and look at who pisses on your fire basically mm. and I just think it's so important because it really can affect your life yeah your mind frame your happiness your goals your ability to reach those goals mm. like you know like I said for the first time in the last year I've been single and I've literally like just been doing my own thing focusing so much on me and my life has just skyrocketed everything mm. is just getting better mm. it's crazy I and is that because you're single and you've got more time to focus on stuff? 
or is that because the relationship you were in didn't allow you to do that or was not fanning your flames? Fanning my flames. <laughs> yeah. I think both. Yeah. Uh, well, definitely the relationship I was in was not fanning my flames. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if I had to like, I'll just put it out there. Like it's, I was in an abusive relationship. Mm. Really. That's, that's all I can say about it. It was abuse in ev- in like every way. Mm. So it changed the person that I was. You know, like day to day, I was more concerned about the relationship than I was concerned about what I was doing next. Yeah. You know, like it was more, what's he doing? And like, where is he and what is he doing? And what, you know, it's some relationships can be so overwhelming that you sort of sink into them. Mm. And it's literally like, quicksand and it fucking sucks you oh it you know it takes over the person who you are and um your self-esteem goes down your self-worth goes down and this is not just necessarily boyfriends or girlfriends this could be a parent Mm. this could be a brother or sister this could Mm. be a friend or a boss or you know anyone you're in contact with like who is around you you've got to have a stiff hard look at yourself in the mirror and be like who is around me and who makes me feel crap when i leave them or i have a phone call with them do i feel good or do i feel bad Mm. are they giving me anxiety you know like am i feeling sad like day to day how do how do you feel because it it could ruin your life Mm. like we really genuinely only have one life and when you spend your life living in someone else's shadow or pandering to someone else or worrying about someone else or being scared of someone else or, you know, like, you're not able to be you. And I just think it's so important. Like, there's so many girls who I get messages from. Sometimes I'll put little things up on Instagram or, you know, just like little telltale things. I don't like to put all my business out there, but I feel like this is a platform that's important to be Mm. truthful and honest. And hopefully the people who listen are actually the people who actually give a crap mm. so they'll take it on board in a positive way but you know i was i was constantly upset constantly sad probably like you said earlier in the first part <laughs> <laughs> i keep i'm not sure what to say but i'm like folk part podcast and in the first part i was probably depressed i was always depressed mm. i remember my uni teacher trying to get me in with like a a, a therapist really? I've tried different therapists as well. You know, like, I was really, I was, I wouldn't say I was a different person to the person I am today because I am quite bubbly and you would put on a front. But it's very hard because it's one of them things where I remember going into work and I was talking about this with someone the other day. Going into work and just, you've got that feeling. You know that feeling where, like, your your stomach is just going and you just feel sick. Yeah. And it's all down to other people rather than because something's going on with you, you're letting other people dictate how you feel. And, you know, like, I remember my friends saying, like, they'd be talking to me and I just wasn't there. Mm. I'm just looking through them. Or if I'm not looking through them, I'm on my phone stalking or, mm. you know, like, trying to find... So, and it's just horrible. I, and I just would hate to go back to that. And I, I feel for anyone who's going through that right now because it's so common... I think it's like it's a younger thing as well. Now I'm 28. Yeah. I feel like I've started to really like know who I am, and I won't take shit now. Yeah, I will not like I would not take it. And some of the things that I I've been through when I was younger, my older self, I want to just like reach 
into me yeah. and pull me and mm. shake me and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, because it's just so important to to be true to yourself and steer clear from any toxic yeah. relationships. Well, I really like... But if anyone's, like, listening to this and they're in, they, this resonates with them, I would really say to you, like, just try... The number one thing I would say is try and build up your life aside from that person. Yeah. So that when you are ready, you've got a life to go to mm. rather than putting all your energy into that destructive relationship, mm. um, which I see happen all the time. You know, like, girls who maybe, I don't know, quit their jobs or fall out with friends, cut off their family, you know, like things like that. You're making your life a lot harder in the long run, yeah. babe. You know, you know, like you need to... Still st- look after yourself yeah. as, a, as a person and yeah. as a future. That's, as well that's as the one thing the- I would say I always did. I, kept, I, I was always working. I was always in the gym. I still went on holidays. I still stayed with my friends and I tried not to miss events. You know, like, so if there was anything that was going on, I'd try my best to be there, whether it would sort of upset the other half or not. Mm. Um, Because I think it's very, very important to keep your life flowing, but just be aware of what's going on. Mm. And what was so hard then to leave? It was fear, I think. Of? of Not fear of being alone. Mm. And, And it becomes like, once you kind of, let someone back in so many times it's like where you know like when you've been with someone I I was I was with someone for a long time like seven plus years so it's like it's you it becomes ingrained in your life and then I think you um you become so worried about what's going to happen after that you end up just, oh, I'll just stay. Mm. And then you start to like, once you've excused one thing and you you excuse it again and then you excuse it again because you excused it already twice and Mm. then it becomes just like, okay, cool, well, this is what I've just got to live with then. Yeah, It's better. And I think also there's a little bit of an element of better the devil you know, where it's like, oh, well, I can kind of put up with their crap because it's their crap. And and if I go with someone new, then I'm going to have to go through the heartbreak all over again. But the truth is, life is about living and loving and heartbreaks and all of the rest. You can't just stay in a crappy situation because you're scared of Mm. what might happen after. Yeah. Because what might happen after, for me, has been so much better. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. I just can't even compare. uh, My life has just gone from zero to a thousand. And I'm not saying that's from from being single or anything like that. It's just the path that has been yeah. dealt to me. But if I stayed in that relationship now, life would be very different. Yeah. So I love that bit from Kira because she just speaks so passionately about it and she's got so much kind of wisdom in that. And, you know, you can hear how much it means to her and how she wants to kind of influence young women and the, her kind of followers and audience in that world. And I think that's just super, super powerful. So next up is Chucky. And this is a really important conversation around mental health and dealing with rejection. How important is it for us as a generation, do you think, to take care of our mental health? Massively. Massively. It's hard because I think that some people go through things and not know why they're going through stuff. Do you get what I'm saying? And again, social media is another thing that plays a big part in it. But um, 
trying to be working on being self-aware should be something that everyone should do you know what i think do you know what i genuinely think i think when you get to a certain age i think everyone should have a therapist mm. seriously i genuinely think if you could if we could live in a world where everyone could have a therapist i just think that that should happen because i think that people should be able to just go to a place and have a conversation an unfiltered conversation where they they don't feel that they're going to be judged and just talk about everything yeah. like and and when i say everything that could be everything that makes them happy yeah. it could be because that's the stage that they could be in their their life mm. but also they they it should be just a place where you can just you know have a conversation about stuff and just talk about things because talking i feel when you're talking to the right person really does help yeah. and if you don't if you're going through stuff and you don't talk about it a lot of the time it gets bottled up yeah yeah and I went through a, a a period in my in my life where I was really really down, and I was like I felt like I was at a mad crossroads, and I wasn't really talking about it too much. And the first time that I did, like my best friend, we went out to eat somewhere. We just sat down one day, and my friend for years, and like he just said to me, "Oh, um, he goes, oh, are you happy?" Then mm. I was like, "Yeah, if yeah." Of course I'm happy. Then he was like, nah, don't just answer the question. Mm. He said, think about it first. Mm. And the first thing that went through my head was, right, this is a bit mad. Like, <laughs> me and my boy, we never talked like this. This yeah. is a bit mad. Like, you know what I mean? Once I got past that, I started to think, am I happy? Then I'm like, I'm not happy. But how am I gonna, why am I not happy? So I just sat there and I just told him, yeah, I'm not happy. And I, like, I didn't even know at that point why I wasn't happy. But just having that conversation and just having someone there that was actually willing to listen was very beneficial to me. And then again, being um, very solution based, I, I figured out why I was unhappy. And this is probably another story. But um, but yeah, like I think it's very important for people to be able to try to be as self aware as they can, and to have someone that they can talk to because it helps their mental state. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's the toughest challenge you've ever had to face? Either in your career or just general in life? Rejection. And how did you deal with it? Rejection is like the toughest thing um, to face because especially when you feel like, well, I'm doing something really good and then, and then you just get rejected in whichever way. Um, and that's a tough thing to deal with and I think for me I think it's just having the overstanding that like that's actually just part of life mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like you are there's going to be times where things are just not going to go your way or there's going to be times where people just don't see your vision if you if you believe in what you are doing so passionately go harder m convince them like make them see yeah. find a way find a way that's my thing find a way um, but at the time yeah obviously it feels shit but again I'm very solution based so if I if I get rejected if I reach out or something happens and I get rejected I just think about okay cool that's happened yeah. so what am I going to do now well, what, what am I going to do to ultimately reach the goal or 
get what it is that I want or whatever and I just think about the next thing instead of dwelling on the rejection because yeah, yeah. at one point I dwelled on, on rejection and then it started to consume my whole energy and how I even my whole outlook on life mm. do you get me because it could do a lot rejection can do a lot for you a lot to you but yeah um, I think for me I think it's like harnessing being the solution based person and just thinking okay cool it's not the end of the world like something's gonna something's gonna happen and again for me which is maybe a slightly different but I saw someone else um, say something almost similar to this year but like and I genuinely mean this but bro I am work I do a lot of stuff myself and or with a small team yeah and it's not easy it's hard there's like a lot of ups and downs in this thing and you know it can be there's it can be really challenging and it can be upsetting but you know what I wake up genuinely every day I wake up and I think today actually could be the day that things change yeah like I, every because I'm so convinced yeah I don't know what's gonna happen but I know that there's a bigger thing for me and I'm so convinced that it's there and that I'm working towards it I don't know what it is but I wake up every day and I think yeah today today actually might be the day I might get a, a, a phone call or I might see someone mm. like something might happen yeah you know and I hold on to that and I know I'm just very convinced that something bigger is going to happen if I just keep doing what I'm doing yeah. you know? and it will be all worth it yeah it's a end. true sense of purpose isn't it and knowing that you're on the right path and you you roughly know where the destination is you yeah. just don't quite know the exact route you're going to yeah I don't know the route to get there. Yeah, I don't it's like when you use route. like yeah. a you know maps on your phone it gives yeah. you like three or four different right, routes to yeah. get to the it's that you yeah. just don't I don't know if the left turn's coming or the right turn's coming or there's a roundabout or there's traffic I don't know but I'm gonna get there yeah. I'm gonna get there mm. I'm gonna get there is it, so, is, it, is it that sense of certainty that keeps you going with it yeah definitely yeah, yeah um, I think like it's just that it's just me feeling like it's. I think it's a lot of work as well because I've been doing it for so long and now I've found my happiness again and I've found something that I really enjoy and other people are starting to like it as well I'm starting to see that other people are taking to it I realise yeah like I'm I'm onto something I don't know what it is that it's going to lead to or whatever but like if I just keep focusing on bettering what it is that I'm doing and just having conversations and DJing and playing music and the all of these different things all of these different components are going to come together and something's going to happen all I need to also another thing that I need to focus on is just to make sure that whatever it is that I say whether it be on camera or even to you that I mean it yeah. that it comes from a good place yeah. and that uh, some of the stuff that I'm saying or if not all of it I can back it up if I need to yeah, yeah. and after that whatever happens needs to happen so there we have it another another good insight and a bit of knowledge there from Chucky which is powerful super super powerful stuff next up is the slum flower on her self love tips so this is really powerful this is where you need to get the pen and paper out and really take notes what would be your like main tips for like showing yourself more self love do you have like a yeah. a, a regime <laughs> a regime that's well, not the right yeah, word like I mean a, that can be a regime a set of stiff that, stuff that you do every morning or like what, what would be your kind of <laughs> top five or whatever tips that, that to, to, to show more self-love to yourself? I think my first one is that self-love isn't just about saying I'm amazing. Self-love mm -hmm. is also 
about saying I'm terrible, but I'm trying and understanding that you can do better. So if you love yourself, then you create more room for yourself to grow because with love comes understanding. And if you make the room to understand yourself, then you understand that, okay, I'm really bad and I need to work on being better at communicating or I need to work better on not being flaky. And so I'm going to make the effort to not be a flake or I will communicate that I just can't come full stop. And through doing that, you get into more of a habit of sticking to your standards and Mm -hmm. implementing more boundaries. Um, Another tip as well that I have used to be a better self-lover is to surround yourself with people who have traits that you would like to emulate because it doesn't matter who you're around, you're still going to pick up their traits if you're around them for a long time without you even noticing or whether you try not to, even if you try to consciously not be like them, you're going to still find something about them that you're going to, take on yeah. so you're better off being around people who have more positive traits than negative traits mm-hmm. um which is what i've recently done like my closest friends are yeah. women who are literally bossing it up like curating stuff at vna and like yeah. doing all these big things and i'm learning about their habits that put them in positions yeah. to get those opportunities yeah. and it comes from them being work hard working it yeah. comes from them choosing choosing themselves over other people and it comes from them also learning to pick their battles as well yeah. so you i've recently like a, a real life purge of your yeah, your friends. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh i've had so many like i'm one of those people yeah i can't i can't imagine myself having a birthday party because I, I think like four people would appear yeah because i'm that kind of person that yeah. i envy i seriously envy people that have like 25 homegirls yeah. at their birthday parties i'm like how are you able to maintain yeah. these friendships so well because i'm yeah. the kind of person if I realise or if I clock or if I notice that you are about to send me into the 2015 version of myself yeah. that, I have, that I've outgrown, yeah. I'm about to get rid of you because you're yeah. actually distracting me from my purpose by you yeah. being super annoying. Yeah. And what I mean by super annoying is people who, they just don't want to let life teach them. Like they yeah. refuse to learn their lessons. And what I mean by that is people who... An example is they will have a problem, a very easily fixable problem if they just look into themselves hard enough. Yeah. But instead of for them to do the work, they'll come to you with the same problem. You give them advice that will literally clean them of their problems for the rest of their life. But they will still not take the advice. Mm. But then they'll come to you again with the same problem. Mm. You give them advice. It's a repeat, repeat, repeat. And it's just only draining you. And they're not doing anything themselves because they don't want to do the work. You have to cut that person off. And it doesn't mean it's not necessarily a bad thing to cut them off. Sometimes it's out of love because sometimes people don't learn until they're alone. Like I've realized that you learn the most about yourself when you're on your own. And a lot of us, including myself in the past, don't make enough time to be on our own. A lot of people like to hide from themselves through the presence of others because it's like a distraction in a sense. If you're hanging out with your friends and you don't have to actually focus on yourself, you focus on your friends, focus on being the entertainer. Like people who are the entertainer, including myself, tend to be people that are running away from their problems mm. because it's like more fun to work and are like let me fix you instead instead of fix myself and that's really bad so i've had to learn definitely make room to be alone make out time to be alone on your ones it's really important like learn to be comfy on your ones basically yeah and is there any other tips you've got for self-love yes i do have more another tip i so have is <laughs> no it's all right another tip i have as well is Okay, so, you know, like when you're in in an email conversation with someone and they're giving you really like passive aggressive tone and stuff and you're kind of realizing that it's going a bit left and left and left, trying not to indulge in that bad energy 
and understanding that that person is reflecting internal dysfunction because I've realized that nothing's ever really that deep mm. when you think about it. Yeah. Yes, some stuff are deep, but death is really deep. But in the grand scheme of things, you are still alive. You're still here. You still have the chance to create the life that you want for yourself. And a disagreement is really not that deep, I've realized. So it's like learning to prioritize what you indulge in or what you invest your emotions in because your emotions are extremely expensive extremely valuable like your time is literally the most valuable thing you have like it has infinite value on a global scale like because mm. no one can get it back um it's more expensive than a Hermes handbag like literally <laughs> time is like the most valuable thing you have and so learning to dedicate that time to bettering yourself because you can still be a better person even if you're going to a party at like visions or something yeah but you're meeting people that are the kind of people that you want to be or you're putting yourself in a position where you're forcing yourself to be more sociable because mm -hmm. you, you struggle with social anxiety that time you're spending is still time that's going towards yourself so i feel like time spent on yourself is never time wasted so that's amazing stuff in there from the sunflower and i just love those tips i think it's so important self-love and taking care of yourself and just having that kind of ownership and responsibility to yourself is something we don't really concentrate on too much and it's something that we really should look to bring into our day-to-day -day lives so i think that's a really powerful moment there and some really good tips in there from her so next up we're going to hear from jeremiah and again another amazing moment the power of self-belief and taking action and why Jeremiah thinks that is so important. From your point of view, what are the kind of the biggest factors holding back young black kids from fulfilling their potentials? I think, I think for starters, there's almost like this cycle that you have to go to school and then college and then university and then apply for a graduate job and then go through this whole career for your whole entire life. And in terms of that, I think it's 50-50 because you know, the world we live in today, not everyone can be that entrepreneur, not everyone can be that footballer or that athlete or that rapper, you know what I mean? But because we've been stuck in this system, it's kind of guided things in loads of different ways and made almost like a massive divide where certain people want to go down that route and then other people want to give up on that route and then try and blow for something else. Mm. So I think that's the first thing, that, that whole systematic kind of process that we're almost born into. Um, well, people from my, I can speak for, for people from my area, my community and saying that. Um, I think the mentality is that you can't achieve. You, you can't go to certain places. You can't be the best. Um, and I think it goes down to stereotypes. It goes down to the way that young black men are treated. It goes down to society as a whole. Mm. Even though we've moved on from years and years of discrimination and racism, it still exists. Like when I recently went on my trip to the US, I realised that I totally forgot that racism existed. Like, not that I didn't believe it was there, but it wasn't until I went there, like, I landed in Virginia, like, two days after the whole Charlottesville incident. Yeah, I wow. felt the tension in the air. I was mm. in Washington. I went New York, Philadelphia. I'm seeing, like, a massive divide in America. And then it kind of made me relate back to the ends and back to London and the UK and realising that it still exists. So I think all of these factors just allow people to, to believe, oh, I can't be the best, or I can't grind, mm. or I can't get to this certain place. Yeah. And a lot of people think, let me just do the easier way out. Let me find ways of like making quick money, of being the best, of impressing people. Da, da, da. And that's the mentality that a lot of people hold. I've mm. had that mentality before. There'll be certain times I'm grinding, 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 doing the work that I'm doing. I'm not seeing no results from it, but mm. the only reason that 
I have that drive to continue is because I'm seeing that effect that it has on other people. Yeah. So what can we do or what can be done to encourage kids or youth or whoever to, to go and follow their dreams more? I think it's it's about self-belief. Jamal Edwards wrote a, a book with that title and honestly, I've stuck by that title in terms of reflecting on my life and doing what I do. So self, self-belief, what is self-belief? It's almost believing that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve, but not necessarily comparing it to the path of the other person. I feel with a lot of people that want to achieve, they'll look at other people and then try and like compare that to their lives. Oh, this person's doing what I want to do. Oh, how can I be like them? Oh, they got this or they got that. Why is this? Why is that? And I feel that when people get stuck in that mentality, yeah, they almost forget that they have their own path and their own dreams. You know what I mean? So I think when it comes to your own dreams, keep it to yourself. But it's almost a thing where you have to believe it can be done. That's the first thing. If you don't believe you can be in a position that you're dreaming of being in, how are you going to get to that position? Exactly, yeah. You're not going to get to your dreams if you don't put in any actions. One thing I say when I speak in a lot of places to close is change is a word, but we need it to become an action. Mm. Hopefully one day it can be on one of those, you know, those photos yeah. with the quotes and stuff, yeah. hopefully. So maybe I'll make one for you. Yeah, make one for you. I'll Thank you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so change is a word, but we need it to become an action. So if I break it down, change, everyone talks about change. Everyone talks about doing different things. But it's just a word. A lot of people just talk. They just say that word, but they don't actually create any actions to make anything happen. Imagine if everyone that talks about change actually put in actions. So in terms of achieving your dreams, how can you achieve your dreams if you constantly say, yeah, I want to be in this place, but you don't put any actions forward to actually achieving it? Mm. It doesn't make sense. You know, we hear about belief. We hear about confidence, drive, motivation, enthusiasm. We hear about all of these factors in, in terms of getting to your dreams. But certain people don't even pick up a pen to write a plan. Certain people don't even maybe make a plan for six months or 12 months. How am I going to achieve this certain thing? Certain people have an idea. They they might not even put together a business plan that they can simply put together. There's so many actions you can take to achieving your dreams. It might be as simple as contacting someone saying, I'm really interested in the work you're doing. I would love to shadow you for a day. Mm. Simple things like that. In terms of chasing your dreams, self-belief, putting in actions um, and I'll just say reflecting and thinking and yeah. putting in the work and meaning it if you want it you have to want it yeah. you know what I mean you have to desire it it has to be like it has to burn when you think about that dream you want to achieve you know what I mean so if you don't have that drive and that passion and that energy yeah it's not going to work yeah. You know what I mean? You need to have to do it for the love and not you have for to, the exactly, money. Exactly, for the love and not for the money. 150%. Yeah. If you think about things from a money perspective, yeah, no matter how rich you can get off of it, yeah, in the end, when you think about your life, if you fully ask yourself, am I happy? Am I com- comfortable? The answer will be no. If anyone objects to that, you can at me on my Twitter, at JE1BC. 150%. Yeah, I have not met one person who has done this thing for money and they're actually happy. So I'm loving that from Jeremiah. It's so powerful, so, so powerful. Beautiful stuff there. Next up, this one will speak to a lot of people out there. 
this is from Cyan Anderson and she is a young mother, you know, she's a working mum and she's very proud of that and she puts it out online and this is her talking about why it's important for her to represent her life outside of the industry and with her child and, you know, trying to have that influence over other women who, who are with kids and who may not feel that they can work as hard or whatever and they have no one to look up to. So this is a really powerful thing. So here's Cyan. On a serious level, I was like, I have to make sure that my son is so set in life that he never has to like have a struggle and I want him to be set in a way that's like when he's 16 17 and he's thinking about doing music or I don't know being a footballer whatever it is there's somewhere he can go for advice and that place is floor six because I can't see it anywhere else Mm. so it was to me it was like when I'm leaving the house to make floor six happen I'm doing that for Elijah do you get me I'm doing that to make sure that he has a place that he can go a safe place for him and his friends where he knows he can go and learn and even like I said live magazine shut down even if he's not going somewhere to learn I think it's important to have a space like I did with live magazine where you can just go and sit and stare up in someone's face and just be off the streets not drinking vodka mm. like, that's just as important so hopefully we get a sick floor <laughs> that's filled with lots of beanbags and a studio and just yeah. all the fun stuff that young people love and lots of Snickers bars and Kit Kats and healthy water and grapes and stuff that people can just come and sit and exist and feel safe um, so with Elijah, it was that, yeah, I know I need to do this for him. So when I'm leaving to do this for him or doing radio, or whatever it is, it's for him. But I've got a good balance in that a lot of the people around me know what they're doing. So I can just tell them what needs to be done and then spend my time with my son. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great because, you know, like you said, if you're building something up with, and, you know, it's not just him directly, but also that kind of generation of kids who are going to grow up and going to be seeking somewhere to go and mm-hmm. learn and hang out and, meet people and do cool stuff and creative stuff and not have to hang on the street in the park you know, exactly drinking uh Bacardi breezes or whatever like <laughs> <laughs> MD 2020 <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the other thing was like and I never realized this until it happened but like when I wrote my article about just being a mum in music I had so many women reaching out to me and some of them was like I'm a mum in music and like I can't make it work and some of them was like I'm never having kids because I don't think I can make it work so I was like raw like no, 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 I'm going to show you all that you can do this. You could definitely do this. And like, there was a lot of like, like controversy, I guess, with me putting Elijah on the internet because I put him on my Insta story. I put pictures up of him, etc. And there's this whole, oh, you don't put your kids on the internet thing. And I'm like, middle finger up to that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm doing this for a different purpose. I'm not doing this to be show, show image. I'm doing this to show all these women that hit me up when I wrote that article that you can most definitely work in the music industry, be a presenter, be a DJ, be a journalist, be a mentor, be whatever the hell you like with your child and still look good, good doing it. Mm. Do you know that? Like, like you can definitely do this. Like don't let no one tell you or make you feel like you can't. And when I looked to find a person who was going to be my influence when I had a baby and I wanted to come back to work, the only person I could find was Annie Mack. Yeah. And I'm not to, that's not to say that she's the only person that's out there, but the only person I could find who's in my space was Annie Mack. And I was like, right, cool. Annie gets up every day, she looks after her child, she comes to work and she presents a show and she goes and DJs. If Annie Mac can do it, I don't see why I can't do it. Mm. So I would like people to be able to look at me and say the same thing, like, okay, cool, she gets up and she goes and looks after her child. And the one thing people always say when they see Elijah on the internet is, oh my God, he's such a happy baby. He is so mm. happy. You've seen him, yeah. right? He's so happy. He's always smiling, he's cheeky. Like he never has any sort of qualms or any sorts of worries. He is so blessed. So my sh- that's my thing. Like I want to show women, you can definitely have a baby mm. and go back to work three months later and snap back and look after your child and still be an OG at what you do. Yeah. So that was like massively important for me as well. 
And there we go. That is your lot. That is, you know, some powerful stuff there from Cyan. Some great tips from the slum flower. You know, Jeremiah with some really insightful stuff around self-belief. Chucky's, you know, moment on talking about mental health and dealing with rejection. And obviously Kira kicked things off with her kind of wisdom around not letting other people affect you and have that kind of hold over you, which I think is really important. So thanks again for listening. It does mean a lot. As I said at the beginning, do make sure you subscribe. And if you do want to connect with me or ask any questions or get in touch or whatever, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Alex Manzi. And I'm always there to listen to you guys and chat to you guys. That's the biggest, one of my most favorite parts of doing this is that I can connect with you guys. And I love that. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. But most importantly, make sure you go out there and chase your dreams. This podcast is produced by Unedited.